Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. We occasionally hear people asking a question about what kind of contact should I have with my spouse if we are separated? And they then say, we saw online somewhere that somebody said that the best way to do that is to have no contact. In other words, don't contact them whatsoever. Just leave them out there. And that somehow that's going to trigger within them loneliness where they're going to wind up missing me to the point where they will start making the contact. But I actually made that occur by not giving them any contact until they could find out just how bad they hurt without me. Actually, I think that's not very wise. Let's talk about it. I'm Dr. Joe Bean with Marriage Helper. This is Kimberly Holmes, our CEO. We, uh, we've heard about that no contact thing for years and years, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's been around a while. Isn't it basically a form of manipulation? That's how I view it, for sure. Because the whole premise of it is withhold something from someone else so that they will begin to feel a certain way about you and come crawling back to which then you can change your ways and keep them. It's like a bait and switch. Almost. I've often asked people, if you have to manipulate your spouse to come back, if they do come back, how do you keep them? (laughs) Are you going to continue to manipulate all the way down the road? And if you think about this no contact, it's worked off a premise. The premise is, my spouse will miss me. Mm -hmm. My spouse will feel badly because he or she doesn't have any contact with me. And therefore, I can do this and it will have the effect on my spouse because my premise is... Deep down inside, they still are crazy about me, and that's why it's going to hurt so bad. Mm. That premise is possible, but not necessarily probable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the old saying is, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And when our habits change or our routines change to where we were talking to this person every day, and now for a period of time we're not, then yes, there may be depending on the person and the situation, some aspects of, man, like I wish I would hear from them. Why aren't they contacting me back? Um, But many times people are thinking, I'm glad I'm getting a break from this crazy person. (laughs) Like, thank goodness they've stopped contacting me. Leave me alone. Actually, it was, uh, give a little hint as to how old I really am. About 50 years ago is when I started changing that phrase. And I would say it this way. Absence makes the heart grow fonder for someone else. Mm. Because unless we are in love with a fantasy mm-hmm. or clinging to a memory, mm-hmm. the people we develop love for are the people with whom we interact. And with whom we trust are going to be there for us no matter what. Mm-hmm. Not leave us high and dry to get us to realize the terrible things we've done and change our ways. That's mm-hmm. That's not really how secure attachment works. It's not really, it's not really how a lot of the positive and healthy things in a marriage relationship should work. A lot of our listeners know that uh, my wife, Alice and I are in our second marriage to each other. We were married 15 years the first time. 
And then I divorced Alice. I actually left Alice for another woman. Thank God that did not work out. But back then, of course, that's what I wanted to work out. And then we've been married 36 years this time. So from the original marriage, which occurred in June of 1969, we've been married 54 years. Mm-hmm. Off and on, give or take three. Okay. You say, why are you bringing that up? Because when I was, after I left Alice, I was happy that she wasn't contacting me. Now, admittedly, that was back in the 1980s, and it was more difficult. You no cell phones yet. They were just about to come out. And uh, we weren't doing the Internet. You know, we didn't have email. Uh, it's no texting, that kind of stuff, which made it easier. But the more I pursued the thing that I knew deep down inside me was wrong, but what I really, really wanted at the time, the less contact I had with Alice, the better. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't bring about any of my guilt. And so if she had tried to contact me back then, uh, I would have reacted one way. But no contact was what I wanted, and therefore that's what I got. But it did not help us move forward at all. It just left us to drift further and further apart. Mm-hmm. Well, because sometimes other people say this, you need to contact them every single day. Yeah, and Leave I'm them a voicemail, send mm-hmm. them an email. And yeah. we're saying that both those extremes are bad. Because if Alice had been doing that, of course, she didn't have the ability because of technology. But if she'd been doing that back then, it would have made me angrier with her. Mm-hmm. So no contact on her part gave me more permission to go further and further away. If she had been trying to contact me every day, it would have pushed me further and further away. Mm. So what do you do? Well, that is the invention of smart contact. <laughs> We, I mean, this is what we began to see again, like six, seven years ago with what our clients were saying. And and so our team realized like there's a smarter way to do this. And so we called it smart contact. And then because I love an acronym decided we can make this into an acronym. And now it is a trademarked process that we have mm-hmm. smart contact. And it's one that you specialize in studying. So explain it to people. So the idea here is to change your communication style with each other and change the way that you're approaching your spouse that is inclusive of much healthier behaviors. And so the S in smart contact stands for stop pushing your spouse away. Stop your push behaviors. We have a whole video on that on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll definitely link to that. We'll also probably link to a podcast where we talk more about it if you're listening to this on a podcast. But the basic premise of it is anything that is evoking a negative emotion within your spouse that is inadvertently or maybe very much advertently pushing them away Those are the things you need to stop doing. Mm -hmm. This helps to calm the situation down. The M stands for manage business items together. And this doesn't necessarily mean an actual business or taxes or things like that, but it means manage talking to each other about things that are not emotionally charged. So don't start every conversation with, when are you coming back? How could you be doing this to me? But instead, find some neutral areas that you can use as conversation starters that can help to rebuild the trust in having a good conversation with That actually other. would matter to the other person so they're not, saying, uh, not thinking, I told you not to call me every day. You're calling because yeah. there's some reason. Right. You're not calling to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, <laughs> unless they who are, care. Who are they? Who are they? I have no. I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Yeah. Exactly. But but if you call to say, hey, um, our son's having a little bit of trouble with math. You mm-hmm. think you can help with that? Something that's a real reason, not made up, mm-hmm. where that it doesn't appear that you're trying to manipulate them. It's a natural thing that you would talk with each other about. 
Right. Exactly. And then we go into the A, which is to allow your spouse to respond. Because again, under the managing of these business items, you're, you're taking the negative communicate communication pattern you used to have, and you're trying to calm it down by using these non-emotionally charged questions, entry points. So you're going to allow your spouse to respond and just listen to what they say, even if it's not necessarily something that you want to hear. You could ask them or contact them about, you know, our son got this back on the report card. What are your recommendations on what to do to move forward? And maybe your spouse responds in something that's a bit hurtful and says, you know, he wouldn't be struggling with that if you wouldn't X, Y, Z, do something to blame you. And while that's not ideal, you also don't have to enter into every argument you're invited to. And Absolutely so not, allowing no. your your spouse to respond also means that you take the onus of not responding if it's not going to lead to a productive conversation. And so in, in that situation, you could just simply not reply, or you could simply reply saying, you know, I think I'm going to get him into tutoring or something that's just not continuing to emotionally charge it. But sometimes you might find that your spouse begins to open up and actually share about some more things, How or ask you a question. How's your day going? Here's some things I'm struggling with at work. And in that situation, you want to allow the conversation to naturally and organically happen without bringing up emotionally charged issues and without entering push behaviors into it. I've heard some of the folks that push the non-contact say, and therefore, if they uh, call you, don't answer. Right. Or if they text you, don't respond. We're saying, be civil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. And if they're calling you just to cuss at you, then sure, hang up quickly. Huh? That, this is not a good conversation. And you hang up. But not responding to them actually stops all communication. It's mm-hmm. not going to make them want you more. If they have, if what you're doing, like they call and you never answer, is evoking negative emotions within them, is pushing them further away. Now, realize the premise there is, no, the fact that I'm not answering is going to make them want me more. And for some people... Maybe, but it's not smart. No. Definitely not smart. What's the R stand for? No. Respond in a way that's calm and strong and gentle, which we kind of just covered in the last point. And then T is take it one day at a time, realizing Mm -hmm. you're going to screw up at some point. Everybody does. But that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't mean you give up and say this isn't working at all. And don't we see that all the time? Someone will break smart contact. It'll set them two steps back and they'll say, this isn't working. I'm going to try something else. It's like. This can't not work. Like the smart contact in its whole premise only leads to more healthy communication patterns. Because it demonstrates respect. Absolutely. Now, does it mean it's going to force your spouse's mouth open for them to talk back to you? No. But what are you going to do other than this? Like, there's no other, there's no tactic. There's nothing. Well, that's not true. There is, you can begin, uh, you know, pushing their buttons so that they will respond and say things to you. You don't want them to say Mm -hmm. and push them further away than you would want to, Mm -hmm. but that's not the goal we're trying to get to here. We're trying to help save the marriage and fix the communication pattern and smart contact does is the, is the framework that allows that to happen. And so smart contact basically is a way to stop pushing your spouse away. It might pull them toward you. It may not, but you're much better off to be in neutral territory than the territory where you're pushing the spouse further and further away, right? And Kimberly, how do you find out more about Smart Contact? We actually have an entire toolkit of how to, it's the, it's, 
It's like the ultimate guide for communicating better with your spouse. And in it, we teach about smart contact as well as a ton of other bonuses that we have in it. Hmm. You can get access to the smart contact toolkit where we go much more into this and all of the other bonuses that you get by going to marriagehelper.com slash smart. And the kicker here as well is that for a limited time, it's also only $27. So be sure that you go there, marriagehelper.com slash smart and begin doing and learning the things that you can do to really re reignite and just completely change the communication you have in your marriage. So this is the thing that you and I spent like three and a half hours recording and then you put extra stuff with it. Yeah. And it's only $27. I know. How am I going to buy anybody a Christmas present? We even, <laughs> we've even included a new uh, thing in there, like a, a supplementary material on how to de-escalate wow. conflict. And fantastic. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. We're excited. Awesome. Yeah. Hope you guys take advantage of that. If we can help you, we want to, because there's always hope. We look to see you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.